1: You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC, channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. Sometimes in our own lives we can get stalled out in getting to where God wants to take us because we begin to complain, and we begin to focus on all the stuff we don't like, and then we begin to live in unbelief. When you start looking at all the things you don't like, like then you start, you know, just looking at the bad. And unbelief and complaining stop them from the blessings that God desired to give them. Now, that is such a powerful truth that we need to understand, that every Christian is on a journey, just like them from Egypt to the Promised Land. All of us are on a journey. And as you're going through life... And if you feel like you get stuck, well, you you can learn lessons from them. Paul said, this is for us to learn from. How did they get stuck? Well, because they started complaining. They chose to focus on all the things they didn't like, and they started complaining about it. Moses, you're a terrible leader. You're such a loser, right? Why did you bring us out here, right? And it's very difficult to experience God's blessing when you habitually focus on negative thoughts. Now, not only does the Bible tell us this, but we know it's a fact, right? I mean, uh, social scientists do research and married couples who complain and criticize more have more unhappy marriage, right? I mean, that's just a fact. And we all have a propensity to complain and to focus on negative thoughts. Now, there's not anyone in here who doesn't do that. Every one of us have a propensity to think and, about the things we don't like and, and focus on negative thoughts. But you don't have to allow that to control your life. God has given you a brain to think about what we're talking about right now. Not only does research tell us that being complaining and focusing on the automatic negative thoughts are bad for you, but the Bible tells you and me that you should choose what you think about and that God has given you a brain that you get to choose what you think about. And the Bible tells us that you should not let those automatic negative thoughts run rogue wild in your brain right? When you have a weird thought, you're not to let it just run loose. You need to capture it, right? In Second Corinthians 10, 5, it says, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Sometimes you can have a thought come in that makes you focus on the negative that's completely wrong. It's not even true. Oh, they hate me. They don't even know your name, <laughs> right? And here you are allowing your brain to race about things that aren't even real. And And so the Bible tells us we need to take our thoughts captive. And so that's something we need to pray and say, Lord, help me to take my thoughts captive. And that's why the Bible tells us, you're like, well, if I take, if I capture all those bad, automatic, negative thoughts, well, then what should I think about? Well, I'm glad you asked, because the Bible tells us in Philippians 4, eight, It says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So the Bible tells us that you should Choose to think about things that are true and just and lovely and pure and good report report and praiseworthy, right? And, and meditate. So in your free time, when you're not at work, when you're not at school, when you're not at church, when, when you just have free mental time, you should be thinking about things that are true and good. Why? Because when you meditate on things that are good and you think about all the blessings of God in your life, it brings joy. And that produces good chemicals, which makes you happy, which is good for your body physiologically, psychologically spiritually all those things see god understands the way you are made because he made you and it's so amazing to me that science now thousands of years later finds out through all of their millions of dollars of research that oh what the bible said two thousand years ago is true (laughs) don't complain it's bad for you right and then the scriptures teach us that god wants you to look at the good in your life and to look ahead of the good don't live in the past don't think about all the bad things that have happened do bad things happen yes do you have to think about them all the day long? No, right? And God doesn't want us to. Philippians three thirteen, Paul said, Brethren, I not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. See, Paul was saying that we need to look forward to the good that's coming. and And, and we need to make this a discipline in our life, a spiritual discipline that we're looking forward to. We're gonna be in heaven one day, that's awesome, but what about today? Well, what good's gonna happen today? The thing is is that when you don't think about good, it leads you to be sad and discouraged and disillusioned, right, And, and so that's why Paul is teaching the Corinthians church there. They thought they were spiritual. They thought they knew everything and yet they were missing this point, right? And so he says in verse four when Paul's teaching them their history lesson, he says they all drank the same spiritual drink. They drank that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Christ. So remember early on when Moses was leading the children of Israel to the promised land, that they were complaining about stuff there in Exodus 17, verse 3. It says, the people thirsted there for water. And the people complained against Moses and said, why is it, uh, why is it you have brought us out from Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock? They're <laughs> like, Moses, you're the worst person on the planet. Why did you bring us out of slavery so we could die out here? And you're going to kill our children. Look at the children. You're killing our children. You're a terrible person. Now, is that what God's plan was? No. So were they seeing things wrong? Yes. Can you see things wrong from time to time? Yes. Can I? All the time, right? And he says in verse 5, Exodus 17, the Lord said to Moses, you shall strike the rock and the water shall come out of it that the people may drink. So they're thirsty. So God tells Moses, strike the rock, right? And the Lord provided for their thirst and, and, and they were satisfied, right? Now that's a picture for us of, of our lives. Now later on in Moses's journey with them, toward the end of the journey, there in Numbers 20, verse 2, it says, Now there was no water for the congregation, and the people contended with Moses, saying, uh, If only we had died when our brethren died before the Lord, why have you brought us, brought us up, the assembly of the Lord, into the wilderness, that we and our animals should die here? Now they're like, now they're not saying, Moses, you're going to kill us. Like, we just want to die. We can't even complain. But they were complaining, right? And they were complaining about the journey. They complained about everything. They complained about Moses. And This journey that could have taken two weeks ended up being, because of their complaining and their unbelief, it took 40 years. Now, why does God give us this lesson? Because he doesn't want that in your life. He doesn't want it in my life. He doesn't want you to wander around in the wilderness. Woe is me. My name is Eeyore. Everything's bad. I'm thinking about automatic negative thoughts all day long. No, he doesn't want us to do that. And so in Numbers 20 verse 7, he says, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, take the rod you and your brother Aaron gather the congregation together. Now notice, he says, speak to the rock before, the eyes, uh, before their eyes, and it shall yield water. And thus you shall bring water for them out of the rock and give drink to the congregation and their animals. And then in verse 11, then Moses lifted his hand and struck the rock. Now is that what God told him to do? He said, speak to the rock. He struck the rock twice with his rod, and water came out abundantly, and the congregation and their animals drank. Now, the people complained made Moses angry. So complaining is bad. It makes people around you angry. It makes them do bad things. Moses is like, you rebels. And that word, we get the word moron from it. So, you know, I could just see Moses like, you morons. And so he strikes the rock. He's just angry because they're complaining. No one likes complaining, right? And not only is it bad for you, bad for me, but it's bad for the people around us. And so in verse 12, then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, "Because you did not believe me to hollow me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land which I have given them." So, in other words, God said, "Moses, you misrepresented me, and so you don't get to go into the promised land." I told you to speak to the rock, and you struck it. Now, what's the big deal? Well, the thing is that God was giving them a picture, right? The rock was a picture of Jesus Christ, and it only needed to be struck once, right? It's a picture of Jesus being struck on the cross so that we can have eternal life. That. Eternal life would flow from him to us. And he only need to be struck one time, not multiple times. And so for us now, we only need to speak to the rock, speak to Jesus, and that life flows to us, that eternal life. And all that's necessary for you to receive that satisfaction, to receive salvation, <clears throat> is to speak to the Lord and say, Lord, I don't want to, wander around for 40 years complaining. Lord, I don't want to chase the end of a rainbow and think, oh, if I could only get the right husband or the right parents or the right children or the right job or the right car, a Tesla, whatever it is, Lord, I'll be happy. And all of us have that in some way, shape, or form. Maybe you don't want to go really fast, zero to 60 in one second, but uh, all of us have it. And here's the good news. You don't have to go through your life disillusioned, sad, complaining, mumbling, grumbling. You can come to Jesus and say, Lord, help me. <laughs> I don't want to be a complainer. I don't want to be Eeyore. Lord, I want to look at the good. I want to release good chemicals in my brain that make me happy and then make me a blessing to the people around. Me. How do you do it? Well, Romans 10:9 says this. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You simply pray and say, Lord, forgive me. Come into my life. Jesus, I'm speaking to you that picture of the rock that you can bring that living water to my soul. And the very last invitation in the Bible in the book of Revelation is to those who are thirsty. In Revelation twenty-two sixteen, 16, he said, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. Come and let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. That's the invitation to all of us today. We can say, Lord, I need it. Lord, my soul is thirsty. I need, I need to be experiencing your living water satisfying my soul. And, and you can do that today. And, and it starts with a personal relationship with Jesus. I mean, that's the first step. But then it's a journey, right? The picture of Going from Egypt to the promised land is a lifelong journey. And you can either wander in the wilderness or you can move your way on to the promised land. And you can be living in the land of flowing with milk and honey, with joy and peace and love. And that's what God wants for you, right? And you get to choose. That's the good news. You don't have to wander in the wilderness. In, in John 7, 37, Jesus stood and cried out saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. That's what God wants for you today, that you would receive that living water from him, and then not only would it satisfy your soul, but then you would be a fountain of living water to refresh those around you. And it's so good to be in that place where you're just receiving from the Lord, uh, just asking, Lord, fill me with your spirit. Fill me with those rivers of living water that satisfy my soul, that I can be content and at peace no matter where I work, no matter where I live, no matter what I own, no matter what I drive, no matter who I'm married to, no matter who my parents are, no matter who my kids are, I can just be at peace. And it's such a great place to be. And that's what Jesus is saying. When he's saying, hey, whoever thirsts, come to me. And you could say, Lord, give me that living water. And how do you do that? Well, you just ask, right? You pray, you just speak to the rock. And th- that's what the whole illustration that Moses was saying, you just speak to the rock, say, Lord, fill me, Lord, help me. Let's pray, Lord, we thank you for your word today. And Lord, we do pray if there's anyone here this morning who has never accepted you as their Savior, that they would confess their sin and accept you and invite you into their lives as their Lord and Savior, that they would receive your spirit and your forgiveness and your grace, and that they would begin to experience that journey to the promised land. And Lord, we pray if there's any of us here today who uh, have experienced that thirst, Lord, maybe spiritually they're dry and, and weary and need refreshing, Lord, that all we have to do is speak to the rock, to ask you, Jesus, to fill us, to overflow us with your spirit, your love, your grace, and that satisfies our soul. And so we pray today, Lord, that you would just pour out your spirit on all of us. Lord, remind us, Lord, that only you can fill that void. Only you can satisfy our soul. And so we pray today, Lord, that you would just pour out your spirit on us now, in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you.